Hello and welcome to the Matcha Diaries. Today's episode is such an exciting one because we have the amazing duo Maggie and Morgan on, the brains and beauty behind the Instagram account Bitches Who Read. As the name already suggests, the account is about all things reading and it just gives the most amazing book recommendations, reviews and fun giveaways, so I would 100% recommend to follow them if you're interested in reading at all. And selfishly, I was so excited to record this episode because as anyone who knows me will be able to confirm, I'm absolutely obsessed with books and I just can't think of anything better than to temporarily escape your own life and dive into someone else's story through a well-written book. And throughout the episode, you'll hear us referencing a previous time recording. And that is because we actually did record part of this episode a week prior, but because of some let's just say technical difficulties, we had to just give it another try a week later, which to be honest, we weren't upset about at all because we were just more than happy to chat again to these two gals who are just both such amazing people that we are so happy to have met through our podcast and I can't wait to meet them in person in New York one day. But before I ramble on for too long, let's just get into the episode and into Maggie and Morgan's highs and lows of the week. Maybe you guys can start us off with your highs and lows of this week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, Maggie, you want to start while I get my dogs Ooh, out of Okay. My- <laughs> Um, I guess for my high, my work does like this, um, weekly like spirit of N6A, which is the name of our company. And I won this week, um, which was cool, but I'm kind of, I know I was super excited, except, um, when sharing company wide, they, um, include your headshot and I hate my headshot. (laughs) So I was upset by that, but um, I was super happy about getting the award. And then my low, honestly, I didn't really have a low this week. I drank, even though I'm doing dry January, because um, I because <laughs> I um, went to an in person happy hour with my coworkers who I haven't seen in a while. So I thought that Aww. maybe that was a good excuse. Um, yeah. So I guess that detour is sort of a low, but other than that, I had a pretty good week. Oh, that's so good. We love it when our guests don't really have lows. Yeah. yeah. Have, so that means you've had a good week. Yes. Like, <laughs> we'd rather you have a good yes. week than try to come up with a low. Exactly. And even your lows are high because you got to see your colleagues, which is cool. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It was so nice. Yeah, Maggie was texting me a little tipsy about bitches who read. I was like, I love how after you've like been social, you like want to talk about our Instagram. It was a priority, obviously. obviously. What about you? I would say my high was so it's been two weeks since we did like our little like New Year's get together where Maggie and I and like our college friends got together. So I was finally able to see my family, like my grandma Aww. and my dad and stuff, which Aww. is nice. So just spent a lot of time with them because they live like 10 minutes from me. So that was nice. Um, my low. I don't really I also don't really yes. have one. Um, it's raining today. Can that yes. be my low? Yeah. I hate the rain. <laughs> I feel like raining is perfect for if you want to read though. 
It's like the rainy, crazy vibe. That's yeah. true, Morg. Yes, exactly. I'm a big fan of like summer thunderstorms, but when it's already cold out and like dark at five o'clock, I just can't yeah. be bothered with rain on top of that. I get that. Wow, we did this a lot quicker than last time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, guys, we're rolling. We're good. (laughs) If you could give us like a quick intro about yourselves and then maybe how you started the page or why you started the Instagram page in the first place. Sure. So my name is Maggie Hayes. I am half of Bitches Who Read. I'm 24. I'm originally from New Jersey, but I live in New York City working at a PR agency doing um, B2B tech. Over to you, Morg. Yep. I'm Morgan. I'm also the other half of Bitches Who Read from Philadelphia, and I do project management for an IT consulting firm, but really the passion is reading, not IT. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And I guess how we started is... um, Kind of at the height of the pandemic, I was following a lot of bookstagrams on my personal page, and I just kind of thought to myself, like, I could do this. Um, Through book club, we've read enough books where I feel like I could post a lot. Um, So I knew that Morgan loves reading just as much as me, so I texted her, and basically the rest is history. We just kind of started posting about books that we've already read, and from there... um, Mm -hmm. We're constantly posting what we're reading. Um, do you have anything to add, Morg, about our beginning? I, I feel like we started at the perfect time because, one, we were bored because it's, like, the pandemic and quarantine. But also, I was, like, down the shore, like, at the beach for most of the summer. Mm-hmm. And Maggie, like, lives at the beach. So our content yes. is prime, like, <laughs> right off the bat because we just had, like, beautiful backgrounds always. So that made it so easy to just, Aww. like snap a bunch of like aesthetically pleasing photos so yeah no that was that was good and what better time to read than at the beach honestly yeah and it really started out as a hobby but now it's like I don't want to say a business but potentially a business a business feels like a full-time job I refer to (laughs) a non yeah no problem Morgan's my business partner I refer to her as that as well as a friend obviously (laughs) but um it's turned into so much more which we did not anticipate at all but are completely delighted by. How did you guys manage to grow your community so fast? Because we, we noticed you guys started last May. So how how have you managed to get this community going? Um, so basically, as most pages start out, we just force everyone we know to follow us. Um, <laughs> from there, we kind of grew um, organically through doing giveaways and encouraging our followers to tag their friends in order to enter. But it wasn't until um, our friend Katie Bellotti, who we went to um, Elon with, which is the college that we went to, um, she just mm-hmm. kind of out of the blue posted and tagged us on her story saying that um, our page is a great resource for her for when she's looking for books and she's a huge reader. Um, and literally our following grew overnight. I, I don't even know the exact it number. Crazy. It was madness. <laughs> Morgan and I were texting. Gosh, your phone must have been blowing yes. up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I was just shouting numbers in my family. I'm like, we're <laughs> at 1,000. We're at 2,000. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, if if we could have, like, f- 
created the perfect like influencer yeah. to promote us, it would have been exactly. Katie because like Aww. all of her followers love to read. They like like the intellectual like art and history and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's like if we could have like created Katie, we would have. So it was just like the nicest thing ever that she did that. It out was of the so blue. nice. We sent her flowers, and she was probably like, "This took yes. me two seconds, but okay, you freaks." <laughs> um, but, um, you freaks. but yeah, and then from there, we've been kind of growing organically, I guess, because we have like a good base now, but still growing via um, giveaways, which we literally have the best time doing. Um, it's so But, fun. yeah, way more followers than I would have ever wished for, which is just incredible. Aww. I'm excited to see how we so continue sweet. growing. It's crazy. Yeah, we are too. Do you have any ideas of, like, if you could dream for it, what would the future of your page look like? Ooh. Like, manifest um, it. Okay. I don't want to – yeah. I don't, <laughs> yeah, go on. I don't want to be so yes. bold to put, like, a number on it, but I'm hoping that Morgan and I are doing – other things in conjunction with the Instagram itself. Like we've spoken about doing a podcast, hopefully. Maybe we do a newsletter. Maybe we, yeah, maybe we start a book club where our followers read with us. Um, So more so just kind of doing things um, to further the bitches who read brand on top of just like the page itself. Do you have any other ideas, Morg? We haven't really talked about this. No, yeah, exactly. I know. It it's exciting. exciting, though. I, I just think that we, like, the brand, like, Bitches Who Read has kind of just, like, become a thing. So mm-hmm. it's, like, we should capitalize off that and, like, go yeah. to other outlets. Like, Instagram's great, and that was, like, the perfect starting point, obviously. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, any other, like, platforms, I think, mine as well. We have so much yeah. fun doing it, and we obviously enjoy, like, <laughs> our company. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I honestly think podcasting would be such a good thing for you guys to do because you're anyways talking about the books and reviewing it like on your instagrams and then also in your book club like conversations with people yeah so you know that people want to listen and have these conversations and like even me from reading i i always if i don't know someone else reading the book i get quite sad because i'm like i need to talk with someone (laughs) so if you're creating the space where people can finish reading a book and then let, just listen to an hour review with you they can like feel like they're part of the conversation as well so I mean I would listen to your podcast Aww. if you made one so thank you, <laughs> I you guys should. I know I know we were talking last time about even mm-hmm. if it just being like once a month like yeah. a one hour like review even if it was like a high level of like yeah. books we've read or like a detailed like one on just one particular book I feel like, yeah, if we already are talking about it, literally, like, 20 hours of the day, we might as well just record it for other people's listening pleasures. (laughs) And I think your branding as well is so transferable to other things. It's so catchy. It's like the Gals on the Go podcast. I don't know if you you know it, but I feel like it's kind of got a similar feeling to it. It kind of, like, bands girls together in this, like, powerful bitches who read club which which is yeah, really cool definitely talking about like the name how did you guys come up with it and what does it mean to you the name <laughs> um that yeah, was all Maggie, honestly so. Go ahead, girl <laughs> um like I said the page obviously kind of started off as more of a hobby so we didn't really think mm-hmm. too far into the name I think subconsciously um within our book club we had like a little gag Instagram page that call that I believe is called Bitches Love Books. So I think I was subconsciously mm-hmm. yeah. thinking of that name. Um, 
And I just thought it sounded funny. It turns out there's another Instagram with the same name. I don't think they posted in a while. <laughs> Maybe we um, shoot them with a DM for a compromise. <laughs> Kindly ask yes. them, yeah. Due to them, what happened yes. to you guys? Oh, my yeah, God. Basically. Um, you have to trademark the name. I know. I don't even know how to go about that. Um, it just kind of came out of thin air. And we've just, just been kind of rolling with it ever since. I was uh, I was making a schedule for all our upcoming podcasts mm-hmm. and I wrote on my calendar I was like okay interview with bitches who read and my sister saw it she's like Cotty you can't just be saying like these words about people like you're supposed to be this nice person interviewing them I was like oh no that's just their oh name oh my god that's amazing I mean they we could be bitches, bitches at times so not completely yeah. inaccurate yeah. <laughs> I just found it funny I was like no it's not a bad thing it's a good thing I love that <laughs> yeah I know. I remember I was telling my mom after our last like attempt at recording, I was like, it was so funny. We told them that we were in a sorority, like, and you guys were like, oh, is it like the typical like American, I mean, like what you see I've on movies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I wish we had like juicy stories for you, but like, no, it, it was just nice. Yeah. Like, no one a was lot really of mean. formals <laughs> being canceled because the bus buses didn't show up and. Oh, no. Yeah. And then yeah. like people being drunk. Oh. And- <laughs> yeah my brain just yeah. went to like a pitch perfect type story oh my god you all have to join this i mean did you have any traditions for joining the sorority in that way i would think it's like a movie actually to be yeah. honest in that sense <laughs> that's so cool yeah like there's always like there's the like um like proper things you have to do like rituals and initiations and like traditions and stuff like that and then i feel like each chapter of a sorority has like their own traditions like when we were freshmen and we joined like we weren't allowed to go out or drink or do anything for like the first like six weeks so that we could hang out with all the new girls and like actually get to know each other which all my friends were like wait Morgan like you can't have someone tell you what you can and can't do (laughs) I was like no it actually like ended up being so fun because you're just like hanging out with people without like Mm. alcohol or Mm. parties or boys or anything so it's like that's the reason like we were all so close because we were kind of forced into it in the beginning and then it was awesome Morgan was actually pledge mom one year oh what is that is that the person who takes care of like the new ones oh yeah yes yeah so they were they were literally my children um (laughs) I was I was very invested in the sorority (laughs) but it was yeah so their whole like new member period like I was in charge of that and then I planned our bid day our senior Best year theme. which was so fun yeah so it was like bringing home the gold so it was like a retro like 80s olympics like theme we'll send oh, some pictures so fun. yes yeah, yeah. I need to see. <laughs> that sounds so cool that was itchy yeah My that, that's where I peaked when I was in high school I was like oh I want to go to an American high school or college and I mean it didn't happen but <laughs> For my kids, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Make your kids do it for you. Just be like, this is what yes. I wanted. So you have yeah, to. Yeah, you can actually live my dream. Such a healthy, yeah. non-toxic life. That's what I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I just wanted to ask quickly what you feel like are sort of the biggest positives and maybe like a negative that has come out of your Instagram page, like kind of upsides and downsides that people might not know about. Sure. Um, I'll start with the positive. I think definitely just like even the fact that like we, like the four of us got connected through Instagram. Like, I don't know that we would have literally ever Mm. interacted in our lives if it wasn't (laughs) for 
like the bitches who read account is just so cool to me and like maggie and i say like we actually like feel like we've made friends from our account like people who like are interacting with us and like engaging and buying books because we have liked them it's just like literally the coolest thing in the world to like think that people actually care about our opinions yeah um it's pretty wild and then i i know like we were saying last time that with the increase in followers like there's not really like pressure so much as to like what we say about books but there's definitely a little bit more pressure where like you have to be posting content because 3,000 plus people are following you because yeah. you post content, yeah. you know? So I think there's a little bit of, like, added, like, if there has to be, like, something posted every week, mm-hmm. whereas before when it was just our friends and family, they didn't care. So yeah. we could take three weeks off and no one would mm-hmm. even notice. So No, I 100% agree with um what you're saying, Morgan. I think it's definitely changed my personal relationship with reading in, like, a small way, but... Um, obviously I love reading just the same, but it kind of forces me at times to read when I'm not necessarily in the mood to. Um, Mm -hmm. but in terms of the pros, I agree. Like one of my favorite things about reading and why I justify buying my books, even though most of the time I only read them (laughs) once is there's like no better feeling than recommending a book to someone and having them love it. Um, and Mm -hmm. to be able to do that kind of like on such a big scale instead of just like your family and friends is an incredible feeling. And like Morgan says, whenever someone tags us in like a story with like a stack of books they've purchased because of us, it still kind of leaves me in disbelief. Um, so it's such a great feeling. I totally get that because even with us when we have people like they'll be having their morning matches or like morning coffees or stuff and then they say like yeah. having my morning tea with the Aww. matcha diaries we go crazy because we're like there's these strangers that are spending yeah. an hour of their time willing to listen to us and it's just such a nice feeling. And they always post the cutest pictures <laughs> of their like drinks yeah. and stuff. So it's cute. adorable. Very aesthetically <laughs> pleasing audience. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go to Chacha Matcha when I go back to the city and give matcha oh, a try. I love Chacha Matcha. There's one by um, pretty close <laughs> to where I work, so I'll give it a try. I don't think I've tried matcha yet. Um, oh does it have gosh. caffeine oh in it? Gosh. I don't know if that's a stupid question. Yeah, no. There okay. Because yeah. coffee isn't doing it for me lately, so I'm down to try some other Ooh, drinks. Nice. I know. Nothing can wake <laughs> me up. It's Yeah, I think what matcha is supposed to do is just give you like a more sustained high. So, you know, oh. with, like caffeine, you've got like the, the big, the curve, the, and then it goes down yeah. and then you crash. <laughs> yes. And with matcha, I think it's it's just supposed to be like a more sustained. Okay. I like the level. sound of that. Ooh. Yeah, you'll have to give us a review. If you've yeah, tried there's it. health benefits to matcha as well, which is good. Like it's good for your for your immune system and also your digestion. Oh, so. okay. I'm oh. sold. I'm sold. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how we justify drinking it yes. every single day. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Maggie's um diet is usually that of like a four year old boy. So if you get her to try matcha, that's Yeah, impressive. I'm not very adventurous with my eating. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it because I really want you to yes. like it. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to try it with like a good sort of milk. Like I don't know if you drink oat milk or something, and maybe some sort of sweetener. Because, okay. Yeah, like I don't know. Do you, do you like green tea? Extract? 
Because it's very much, it's very, it's concentrated green tea, basically. So it's kind of got that flavor oh, to it. Oh, okay. Okay. I like green tea a lot. I think I do so. too. I know I at least like green tea flavored things. I also know <laughs> um, Dunkin' Donuts in America has matcha now, like an iced matcha drink. Know, Did you know I've that? I've seen it. I've yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. I think I'll, I could actually, okay, I'll do that this weekend, but then I'll go to Chacha Matcha when I'm back <laughs> in the city. Um, yeah, I don't think, because I've tried matcha at Starbucks and it's really not good. So I feel oh, like- Oh, it's not good? Really? I mean, in my oh. personal opinion, I don't really like it. And I normally like Starbucks drinks, so. Yeah. Okay, noted. I won't go into Dunkin' with high expectations then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we can get into the topics- of books then now Woo. um <laughs> so maybe you could just give a little backstory of like how did you become the bitches who read that you are today you know how did your love <laughs> of reading develop mags you want to start yeah i could start um so basically i've always loved reading but i was never a super regular reader i would maybe mm-hmm. read like a book every few months or when I'm on vacation. But then post-grad, Morgan and I and a few of our other friends from school started a book club. So basically, for the most part, it um, is made up of girls who live in New York City. And then we would FaceTime Morgan in or any other girls who um, couldn't make the meeting in person. And basically, we would meet at least once a month. Um, and then with COVID, we started meeting, meeting virtually and kind of, um, having our meetings more often, like maybe more so every three weeks. And COVID is kind of where my personal love for reading really flourished. Um, like I said before, I was never the type to finish a book and then immediately start another, but. Mm While other people were buying like sweatsuits and clothes for whatever reason, I was just buying books <laughs> and um, just kind of spent all of my spring and summer reading book after book. And mm-hmm. I kind of haven't stopped since for the most part. I mean, I've had a few um, periods where I was in a bit of a rut where Morgan really um, helped me out on the page. But <laughs> it honestly wasn't until COVID where I became like a big reader, I would say. That's a good positive to come out of 2020. Yes. Yeah. I would say so. It's very, very good. Um, For me, I've just been, like, literally such a nerd my entire life. Like, <laughs> I have always loved reading. So, like, in sixth grade, I was that girl that wore, like, my Team Edward shirt, like, every day <laughs> because I was so obsessed with Twilight. <laughs> and then I was so obsessed with The Hunger Games. Like, I just, like, loved the, like, fantasy, like, type things when I was younger, um, like, obsessed with all of that. So <laughs> I was, like, very into series and, like, young adult things for, like, a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously in college, like, I didn't read as much as I would have liked to just because you have classes and social life and things. But I still yeah. always, like, had, like, a few books, like, in my room and stuff that I would read. And then, yeah, after graduation, I've just been obsessed. I live at home with my parents, so, you know not really much to do. (laughs) So I just read a lot. Um, But yeah, I, I read pretty fast, honestly. So that allows me to like, knock out a book in like a week or less. Mm, So I'm and then I I've always been the kind of person who just always has something on rotation. So as soon as I'm done something else, I'll give maybe like a day Mm -hmm. to like let my brain like reset. And Mm -hmm. then it's just picking up a new book immediately. So 
I totally get yeah. that though, like needing a day because I finished Untamed uh, a few days ago and then uh-huh. the next morning I started the, the Defining Decade and I was like, wait, no, I haven't given myself enough time yes. to just get to, closure like, absorb from... absorb it. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I completely switched and I'm like, this girl is telling me, like Glennon, is t- Glennon Doyle is telling me to just, um, you know, live my life and control it and yeah. like please myself. Whereas, um, what's her name? Meg? Meg? I forgot Meg- the author. Jay? The, the author of yeah, The Defining... Yeah. Next to me. She's telling me that I need to get my shit together. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yes. So I, to- I get needing like a day in between to just get closure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like my story with reading is so similar to yours. Like I was always that weird girl that would like walk to the bus station reading a book and like read yeah. it. Like I'd sometimes <laughs> yeah. get to class early because I knew that none of my friends were going to be there yet. And I'd have like time to read. Like I was really, really sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you say it's weird and sad but I swear those girls are the ones that are romanticized the most in movies and series it's always that <laughs> yeah okay and it hasn't worked out yeah. in real life though so we're still waiting <laughs> I was meeting Leo up in London uh over the summer and I and I remember seeing her and she was sitting there reading her book and I was like oh my god it's like a movie <laughs> like Aww. do I want to interrupt her <laughs> yeah. she looks like she's having so much fun <laughs> Should have just snapped like a candid Instagram for her. <laughs> and I did. I did weirdly take a picture of her far away. Being like, I see you. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't so. cute though. Did did not make the Instagram. It was. It, was so cute. <laughs> it didn't make the cut. No. <laughs> but yeah, you can never be lonely if you have a book, and never be bored either is my motto. Yeah. Very very true. <laughs> So what has been, what's sort of your favorite genre of books for the two of you? Because you were talking about like young adult or like that sort of fantasy era when you were younger. (laughs) That, that will always have like such a special place in my heart because I think that's just like what like really made me obsessed with reading like the Ugly series, the Divergent series, Hunger Games, Twilight, like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm definitely like, I'm such like a true crime like addict too. So I love like murder mystery fiction or just like mystery in general Mm -hmm. we're I would say Maggie and I are both very like heavy like fiction readers but we're trying to make it like a 2021 goal to branch out like I love a good memoir so much but in terms of like straight nonfiction, I need to like broaden my horizons a little bit yes (laughs) I know we got some um amazing nonfiction books from Harper One so we'll be diving into those for the new year um yes but for me I don't know. I would say of – I like there's some books that I don't really know what genre they are considered. I guess just like mm. fiction, regular fiction. But I love historical fiction um, and I'm like a – I have a guilty pleasure for those like cutesy romantic fiction um, yeah. books as well. Which make me want to die. Yeah, I and know. Maggie's like, they're so great. <laughs> I I'm know. like, I, I had to refrain from throwing up the entire time. <laughs> Very yin and yang, um, but it's yes. what makes the page well-rounded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it'd be boring if you always like the same books and only read, the, same. Like, the one genre. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I love when we have differing opinions mm-hmm. on books. I find it mm-hmm. so funny. It doesn't like, happen too all... often either, though. No. Normally, we're very kind of in sync for the most part. And it, like, does surprise me because I feel like I always assume, like, if I liked it, Maggie will like it too. And then she, like, brings up points. I'm like, oh – 
Yeah, I could totally see why you wouldn't like it. Yeah. So it's just very interesting to see. Yeah, and vice versa. Kind of the, the difference when it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much in sync. Mm-hmm. I think it is so dependent on maybe what the person's going through as well while they're reading the book. Yeah. Because if yeah. you could, yeah. if you're relating to a situation just because of something you've like you've been through, you might read it and take it in a certain way, whereas yeah. another person might not. So I get that because... Leo and I, we were both, well, she finished The Defining Decade, but Leo was saying when she read it, she was kind of in that very certain time in her life where, where job, her job was there. So she read it as a uh-huh. very motivating uh, book, whereas I'm in that space now where COVID has really like, fucked me over. So yeah. if anything, it's demotivating. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's disheartening. It's like just pressurizing. Yeah. yeah, it's just putting pressure when, yeah. when yeah. actually I'm, I can't really control what's happening going on right now but the book makes me feel like i should have control yeah over my life you know so. so like untamed it was perfect for you right now yeah. because you needed that kind of like let go and let be yeah like mantra whereas mm-hmm. the defining decades like oh you don't have a job you don't have this what are you doing You're yeah gonna suck for the rest of your life <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah so I, I, yeah. It's like maybe if I was like in a happy, loving relationship, I'd love the cutesy <laughs> romance. But you know, I know I'm not either. <laughs> I know either. I've always loved those books. I feel like they're like rom coms. Like I can always watch rom coms, no matter in in yeah. what mood I'm in. I'm like, oh, they just like create that warm, fuzzy feeling inside. And give yes. me hope oh. for the future. I'm like, no one dies. That's boring. <laughs> <laughs> I guess then, like, books like Verity by Colleen Hoover, like, perfect, right? Because it's kind of, like, cutesy romance, but then, like, oh, it has, yeah. like, a dark twist to it. Yes. But dark. Yeah, yeah. I would and say, like, die. for the both of us, I don't want to speak for you, Mork, but I feel like that, no, between yeah. the two of us, that's, like, especially for people who are, like, I don't usually read, but I want to start trying. Like, that is my go-to recommendation for yep. literally anyone with a pulse. Um, and it <laughs> still remains. I think I've read five Colleen Hoover books since, and that one still remains my favorite by far. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, my sister and I are complete opposites when it comes to, like, reading. Like, she – we would go to, like, Barnes & Noble when we were, like – not younger but like maybe a few years ago and I'd go like immediately to like the like fiction and all that stuff and then I'd find her in like the kids section looking at like puppy books so (laughs) she's just not a reader at all but I gave her Verity when we were um at our like lake house this summer and she read it in less than a day (gasps) crazy so it for so like to Maggie's point like even Mm. if you're not a reader like you will like that it's just the perfect book to get someone like into reading because you need to know what happens Mm. yes I'll add that to my list. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you have to. Yeah, Cara, maybe you can take a break from the defining decade. Yeah, maybe it's not the right <laughs> time for me to start. <laughs> I think you need to. <laughs> yeah, I might yeah. switch. I, I probably shouldn't read the defining decade. Yeah, <laughs> no, just general, get lost like, in, like, a good fiction. To read a book just because everybody else has hyped it up and yeah. mm-hmm. everybody else has said it's True. good. Like, you can have your own opinion and be like, okay, this is not helping me right now. I'm going to, you know, mm. either not. Not finish it. Wait, to be fair though, I read something yesterday. I read something yesterday in it because they were talking about um, like the strength of weak ties. It's literally at the beginning of the book, but it's about Mm. when you're pursuing jobs and you're trying to make connections with people, the people that you don't know are more likely to help you get in contact with a person for a job or something like that. So, um, and even today, like I got an email from someone being like, we think, you know, you'll be suited to this role. And I'm like, okay, I don't know this person, but I need to 
get in contact, yeah. arrange a call. And, and they like mentioned information, like an, an informational interviewing. I was like, okay, I'm going to email them and be like, I'd like to arrange an information. Like, interview. So <laughs> That's so cool. It has helped to That's some extent. That's so true, I feel like, yeah. actually. Yeah. I found that if you give people an opportunity to talk about themselves, they're going to take it yeah. and it's going to end up being super beneficial for you. And then they're honestly going to feel like, you gave them something because you just listened to like their achievements and like accomplishments so then they they want to help you so yeah no I'm a big fan of informational interviews (laughs) it's also just like fun to talk to people so Morgan that was profound yeah oh thank you (laughs) I'm impressed (laughs) it took me we graduated in May and I didn't get hired until September so I I was on the job market for a long time, so if you need advice or just someone Aww. to vent to, I got you. Yeah, I'll, I'll run to you when I'm having low yeah. days. <laughs> Maggie was the one who, she, we're graduating, she already knows her job, she knows when she's starting, and I was like, oh, screw you, Maggie. <laughs> I did, though. We graduated, and I started work two days later, which yes. sucks. Oh my gosh. You did. Love my company, though. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> could have used a little more of a summer. Um oh, bless. <laughs> But then you had your sabbatical. Exactly. So this it, is true. That's a good <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, that is really cool. It was really wonderful. Because we mentioned Colleen Hoover. Do you have any, like, favorite authors? I know what you're going to say, Maggie, so you can start and then I'll okay. join in. Um, for me, Kristen Hanna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, just because she's just so consistently good in my eyes. And um, I would say, I guess... How many books have I read by her? Four. Three of the books I've read by her are historical fiction. And the way she does historical fiction is so impressive. Like, it makes me think she must be doing so much research because everything feels so authentic to whatever time period she's um, talking about. And she's just such an amazing writer. Um, I have yet to not give a five-star rating to anything I've read by her. Um, yeah, I'm obsessed. I have nothing but good things to say. Ooh. Yeah, I knew you were going to say her, yeah. and I, I would also say her, too. I know. So she's, oh, my God, she's just a phenomenal writer, but, like, it just is so good at, like, having you be absorbed into, like, whatever story she's telling and, like, literally making you feel like you're there. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, yeah, she's just, oh, she's so incredible. As a first book yeah, from her, what fan, would you recommend? Because I'm going to go order it after uh, school. <laughs> um, so The Nightingale is probably her, like, most famous one about the sisters in World War II. Um, I'm, I was such a big fan of Firefly Lane, which covers, yes. like, the story of two best friends um, in America, like, starting in, what, like, the 60s or 70s, Mags? Mm-hmm. And then, like, going to present day and just talking about their life. She's just so good at, like, having you know, like, every aspect of a character because she, like, goes through such a long period of time. Yeah. And they're making um, Firefly Lane set to be on Netflix, I think, at the beginning of February. So yes. that's pretty cool. That's what we excited about that. It's just, like, a, a like it's emotional but also, like, so feel-good, like, wholesome. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, so they're I, making a movie outfit or a, ser- or a series? A series. They're wow. making a movie out of Nightingale, though, but I don't oh, know yeah. when. Oh, yeah. Exciting. Because of With COVID. With the Fanning sisters. Happening. Yeah. Yes. It will be interesting for you guys to to see whether the the series 
is how you like pictured it in your head mm-hmm. and how yeah. Yeah. whether it meets the expectations because I guess that's just a typical thing with books that become movies it's just exactly yeah and I I do love seeing other people's like interpretations of it and things but like I get so passionate mad when they change the plot yeah I get so mad <laughs> like little fires everywhere have you guys read, read no, that I've one not read or seen it because I wanted to read it first so I've kind of been pushing off the watching it so I I feel like a lot of people honestly didn't love the book and I was obsessed with it. So I think I just felt passionate going into it. But then they just like completely changed the entire plot when they put it on HBO or Hulu or wherever they put it on. And I'm like, well, why'd you do that? That's yeah, so like, I was just so, I was Aww. like screaming at my like TV. Yeah, I should probably find something um, else to be more passionate <laughs> about. But you know, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Write to Reese Witherspoon <laughs> angrily. <laughs> over her and adaptation I usually, love, I usually love her like renditions or adaptations of things I think she's phenomenal but that just did not do it for me nope when you guys are reading a book do you because I know some people can read a book and, and they just hear the words in their head but when you're reading a book do you picture it in your brain as well like do you see the imagery and do you create the stories in your head I don't know if this is a crazy question but because when I read a book no, I kind no, of imagine sense. what the person mm-hmm. would look like in my own way or I just create you know the imagery in my head so I'm curious I mags have at it first yeah I guess like I don't think while I'm reading, I actively am imagining, but for example, um, kind of touching on what we were just talking about, um, for the book where the crawdads sing, um, they, shit, what's the name of the main girl? Why am I forgetting? Why do I think it's like Kai? Oh, Kaya, maybe. Kaya, I think. I don't know. They like, Mm -hmm. they describe Kaya in such a way where she's supposed to be like ethnically ambiguous. And um, then they casted her. They're doing a movie based on it, produced by Reese. And have you guys seen the show um, Normal People? Oh, yes. Uh, I've heard of it, but I haven't, I've yet to see it. Yeah. So the main girl in that is going to be casted as Kaya. And I was just kind of annoyed because I was like, this is not how I imagined her at Mm -hmm. all. Like, I was more picturing like a Zendaya. No. That was the description, right, Morg? I'm not making that up. I remember angrily writing in our, our book group chat like what the hell is this casting um but i was yeah. more imagined to get zendaya yeah i was like her exactly that's who i imagined so i guess like in that sense maybe more so after the fact i kind of imagine people um i just read a book that's based in new york and in terms of setting i was kind of like imagining in that way um mm-hmm. what about you mark I just went on a tangent. No, I feel like I'll be reading and like maybe like have read like a few chapters and I'm like, oh, I have no idea like what I actually think this person would like look like. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know because then it's a, that's a good question, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's almost like a like kind of black and white, like far away image mm-hmm. of what I think. It's not really like concrete because I'm like so focused on the words and everything. True. But then afterwards, like, when I, like, take my day to, like, absorb or whatever, then I kind of get, like, a more, like, (laughs) more clarity onto what I think they looked like and things like that, so. That's so interesting. interesting. Because I guess nobody knows what other people's brains, how they look like. No. Because it's the same with, like, the inner narrator, right? I think me Mm. and Kara were talking about this before, where, like, 
I am kind of always talking to myself in my own head. And mm-hmm. yep. apparently there's... <laughs> sounds a bit creepy, but yeah. And um, <laughs> apparently there's some people who just don't have that voice inside their head. And it's just weird. You just yeah. assume that everybody's brains kind of feel like yours. Work the same way, but they don't. Mm-hmm. But they don't, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm I'm with you, Leo. I am always chatting to myself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's... Yeah. it's uh, it's interesting because some people don't like if they if they want to ask a question instead of like preparing the question in their head they see like images and and then the thought process is through weird abstract things rather than actual like na- actual narration concrete, in their head. It's, yeah it's really interesting actually i need to i want to do more reading on it to be like why are humans this way yes <laughs> the brain why is fascinating so yeah it is to be fair yeah no but I definitely have like concrete images in my head when I read like I imagine the whole scenery what they're wearing what they're looking like which is why I think it can be double frustrating watching something that I've read because then it's just not like a clear image yeah yeah I also feel like that's maybe why I'm like a quick reader because I don't really like latch on to like images or anything Mm. me too like yeah I feel like if I like was like like absorbed in what they were wearing and like all these things like it would take me a lot longer to read I probably would get maybe a more like full experience Mm -hmm. but (laughs) no yeah that's I've never really thought about that before that's we're getting scientific on here (laughs) yeah look at us guys (laughs) yeah how reading expands yeah now we're tech wizards (laughs) yeah we're experts at we're tech wizards and scientists and (laughs) all that fun stuff (laughs) And then speaking of specific characters, are there any characters that you've related to especially well where you feel like, okay, their story kind of brings up something in you or something that you've experienced yourself? So I've thought about this question and the closest I could think of um, is the hating game. The woman main character, her name's Lucy Hutton and, um, she ends up having, spoiler, spoiler for anyone who wants to read. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like um, enemies to lovers. That aspect I do not relate to. But she's supposed to be <laughs> five foot. I'm five foot. And um, she works in the publishing industry. And as we kind of spoken on in the past, that's like the goal long term to hopefully end up in that industry mm. so only really those two aspects not really the the whole theme of the book the romantic aspect but <laughs> in the sense of those two things I relate to her I think I would I'd have to go with my girl Katniss Everdeen honestly okay, Morgan. only <laughs> um, for no other for no other reason other than I'm a big sister like I have oh. a little sister mm. who I'm like like scarily protective oh. of so i would totally volunteer as tribute for my sister <laughs> shout out Lindsay. hey um <laughs> i but i but i wouldn't win i'd be the first one to die but i would feel obligated to volunteer for her so that's that's the only question oh, i am not right there yeah i'm not a, i'm a bitch who reads not a bitch who wins the hunger games <laughs> yeah twice so <laughs> that should be your new slogan to be honest. yeah yeah <laughs> add it to our bio <laughs> oh god yeah on like a you, dating app or something oh yeah on, I'd, I'd get people would be ignoring me right away <laughs> <laughs> um i am also very short i'm five three okay so we're all are... short yay, yay! Hey. Yay! 
<laughs> That's so weird. I wouldn't have pictured you guys as as short. Yeah, I didn't. I thought you guys were really. Taller. Oh, that's so funny. No, Maggie makes me feel tall. Those extra three inches I have on her, I'm like Maggie. Always stand next to me. I love it because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm never taller than anyone. <laughs> yeah, we're both it. like five two. So I feel like if we were all standing in a line, we'd we'd all be like very similar heights. We'd be yes. yes. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, because we have very tall friends, Maggie. We so do. we always feel short. <laughs> I know. Mm, same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite curious because you both said you don't really reread books. So once you're finished with a book, do you is there like a routine of what you do with it? Is there a way you do you do you give it to other people or do you keep them? What's your go-to move when you're done with the book so we're both like so partial to um physical copies of books mm-hmm. so there's a, a mountain of books in my room mm-hmm. like currently but I one of my good friends <laughs> wow. from high school she <laughs> she loves to read stack. um <laughs> she loves to read so I'm always in like a constant rotation of like giving her and her roommates like to read too mm-hmm. so there's like I think three or four of them so I'll just like dump like 20 books to them at a time let them all read them so it's like I want people to, like, get mm-hmm. use out of it, but yeah. I'm, like, I want them back. Yeah. I have a list of what books you have. Like, I better get those back. So, <laughs> no, but, yeah, I, I love giving people books to read. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same exact way where um, I I have, like, a little – I wish I was at my apartment, but I have, like, a little bookshelf in my room. Mm-hmm. And I actually gave away, like, 10 books locally um, when I was – in New Jersey the last time I was here and they were all books based on what I've read and I know I would never really want to lend yeah. out to other people mm-hmm. that's kind of like mm-hmm. the main like I was kind of saying earlier like the main motivation for having a physical book so you could lend it out to someone who you think would also love it yeah. um so basically we're hoarders I think that's the short answer <laughs> yeah. here we're hoarders that's, of books that's the short answer. yeah <laughs> We're selfish, selfish hoarders. We're selfish hoarders. I have a Kindle and I hardly use it. It's oh, terrible. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> I, I was mainly asking because I saw the the cutest thing in Winchester, basically. So I, every time I go on a dog walk around people's houses, they just put boxes outside where they're like, take whatever book you want. Like I should do, do that. And it's so mm. I, I like took a picture. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to show it uh, to these girls. Wait, oh, I, I could do this. Well, so I, yeah, so they just put boxes out, and they were like, you can take what you want. And then someone had like a little. They made like you know like bird houses. They made yes, kind of yeah. like a bird house, but they put a bunch of books in it, and they were like, so it's like a little library. Yeah, so you can take yeah. whatever. And also, if people want to put put in books or like trade or anything like that, it's quite a sweet idea as well. So that's a great idea. That's a really Maybe great I'll start idea. doing that. That's so cute. Yeah, it was just exciting as well to see, like, oh, what books do they have? You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. I don't know if any of you have watched Chesapeake Shores, like the most cheesy Hallmark series. Oh, then this. Oh, then definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's not too off brand for me though. Yeah, like this library in the middle of her like small town where people can kind of you can take a book if you put a book back, which I think is such a cute concept. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Uh, going with the theme with like when you guys have finished a book, where do you get your mm-hmm. recommendations for new books from? Um, uh, Each other. Each other. <laughs> we like, I would say 80 or no, maybe 75% of the accounts we follow on Bitches Who Read are other bookstagrams. Yeah. So other people doing exactly what we do. Uh, Morgan and I are both very loyal to Goodreads, so yeah. I'm always looking on there to see what yep. my 
friends are reading. And also that's the, if I'm considering buying a book, I look it up on Goodreads yeah. immediately and um, I trust it with everything in me. If it's normally below a four, I'm like, eh, I like eh, reconsider. What's wrong with this? Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, but just mostly other people just like us, I would say for me at least. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It's like, I'm at the point where I think I have, I'm doing a quick gaze at my bookshelf. I probably have 40 books right now that I have not read yet oh my mm-hmm. gosh. that are just sitting in my room because I like just if I see something and it looks good mm-hmm. like on Goodreads or someone else has posted about it I just can't not buy it yeah. it's so bad <laughs> so I need to like I got like a Barnes and Noble gift card for Christmas oh. and I want to buy books but I'm like Morgan Finish the ones ones you have, (laughs) and then by the time you're done those, there's going to be so many new books that you want to read, and you'll be excited. So, yeah, I my favorite part about Goodreads is being able to track, like, the want-to-read part, because before, it would just, like, there'd be, like, 17 random notes on my phone about, like, books that people have told me are good, and it's just, like, not a cohesive space, so that's been... So mm-hmm. helpful, yeah, so that you, like, can go back and be like, oh, I remember I, like, wanted to read this book. It looks good. So, yeah, no, that's my favorite part about it for sure. That's a good tip for people as well. And yeah, uh, which, yeah. which bookstagrams can you recommend the most? Which ones should we follow? Oh, oh we really love the Read in Style gals. I was just going to say um, them. Yeah, they're for great. For people who also love fashion, obviously, they have, like, such a good mix of – um, you know, what they're wearing and buying and what they're reading. Hmm. I thought you were going to say, we, we really like bitches who read. They're really oh, good at yeah. Just accounts. us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just us, no one else. <laughs> I love the account Flower City Novelettes. I think Ooh, they have I their like own book too. club. Yep. interesting name. Love it. Yes. Yeah. Potatoes and Paperbacks. I like them. Yeah. Oh, they're, and they're one of the first um, groups that we followed because yeah. they're – we're in a um like a massive Facebook group oh. that Maggie can speak more to this because it's from the morning it originated from the Morning Toast right yeah and I I don't listen to that but Maggie does so the Morning Toast is another podcast and it has since kind of drifted off into its own thing just about books um oh and that's another place where we get book recommendations also or at least me I yes. get a lot from there yes no I I definitely do too and I love commenting on there I'm so oh, yes like if I'm bored at night I just like go on there and just like blow up people's posts I'm like <laughs> you must read this now yes Sweet. and then I'm like Morgan no one cares <laughs> What is the Facebook group called? Is it just the Morning Toast? It's called Today's Book Club. I think someone who um, was a – what's it called? An admin? Admin or? on the page. They have their own um, podcast now, and I think they've subtly rebranded us as a group for their podcast maybe, um, which I have not listened to yet. But <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was kind of sneaky. Um, but – it's great. There's almost a little shy of 7,000 members, and people are always writing in it. I could yeah. um, request yeah. to add you guys. Um, oh, my God, yeah. I mean, Facebook groups are, like, the main reason why I still have a Facebook. Like, literally no <laughs> other reason. Same. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good tip. It is so interesting to see, like, people, like, how different their opinions mm. are on books, We've though, We've so. had a few that I'm very confused. <laughs> I'm, I'm always yeah. like, how does no one else – why is no one thinking the same thing I'm thinking yeah, when it comes to yeah. some books? I think this segues us really well into the next question, though, which is, have you ever had like, an unpopular opinion on a book that has been really hyped up or, like, really loved and you've just genuinely not 
got it or understood why it's yes. been so hyped up. You're gonna hate you're gonna hate this answer. Oh no. Um, yes. <laughs> but we did but, not we did not like untamed really? at all. I can finish think it, it. That goes back. Yeah, I think that goes back to mm. us saying like it depends on like what point in your life yeah. like you're in or what mood or like current situation. Like I I kind of need like the defying decades to be like, this is what you're gonna do mm-hmm. to get success. Like do these things. I'm just like not a I think I'm just kind of like a naturally like more cynical person, which is horrible, but like I don't need the like be at peace with yourself. Like that mm. just doesn't resonate with yeah. me personally. So I could understand how like it would be very inspiring to other people. I also think I went into it thinking that it was going to be a memoir about her like journey with her sexuality and having yeah. kids and coming out and doing all these things. And I was so excited for like a cohesive like start to finish story and mm-hmm. that it just yeah, wasn't written that Maybe way. Maybe it's the mm-hmm. style of writing that it was just like yes. it's a few pages of random things mm-hmm. that you yeah. – Yeah. I – I got great stuff from it and, like, great ideas, Mm -hmm. but I just didn't like the back and forth and the bouncing of ideas. It just – it my brain Maybe didn't work that's that way. probably why I liked because I've only recently gotten back to reading and this is the book I've started with and I've I, uh-huh. I, I've okay. really enjoyed just having um like two pages and I'm like okay I'm done with the chapter you know so I can yeah that's yes. so long true chapters can be daunting because sometimes I don't want to stop reading until I've finished the longer chapter whereas chapter, for this I can yep, read three yep. little chapters and be like okay I'm done now I can yeah. just leave it so I, I guess that's it's the a style of writing yeah. well. yes some other ones that come to mind um morgan knows what i'm gonna say next because i I was in complete disbelief the holidays by christina lauren morgan and i were like we were literally um we've read her in the past we read um three little Mm -hmm. words and i personally have read the unhoneymooners which i liked a lot it was so cute Mm -hmm. but we are um i almost said our for you page like tiktok um our (laughs) our um our news feed was full of like five star reviews of this book Mm -hmm. and morgan and i just did not get it it was excuse me bless you um it was just pretty corny um it felt like a lot was going on um yeah i think our biggest thing was that the ages just did not match the characters precisely like, these were people that were like pretty much in their 30s and they're acting like 16 year olds and it was just very uncomfortable yeah. oh, like that. having that in the back of your mind mm-hmm. you know yes mm-hmm. i was like if they had been like 20 or like 22 like this would have been cute but like they're almost 30 like this that. is weird yeah. You yes. know? yeah so that's interesting i was gonna buy that book mm-hmm. in the holidays and then i saw your guys's post but, on it <laughs> yeah we were definitely in the minority which yeah. is so funny but we both were just like huh yeah <laughs> i kind of get yeah because i okay this is I've, i can't relate it to reading but um so i've i don't know if you've seen new girl the series yeah yes i'm watching it new right. girl? i've heard of it haven't okay, seen it yeah i love it it's a really good series but I when I first watched it I was 17 years old or 16 years old and so uh-huh. I was still in that like really young like childish oh he likes her she likes him kind yeah. of mindset and then now I'm watching it back as a 22 year old and they're supposed to be 30 year olds and they're really childish in yeah. terms of like relationships so and, and having open communication and I'm like 
this I kind of like understood this whole back and forth like they want each other but they can't have each other when I was younger but now I'm like girl just go talk to him and be like <laughs> I feel this way this way this way I so, know yeah for me especially when it comes to romantic books I want to read something that feels aspirational that I could want for myself mm-hmm. and I was like I want no part of this like yeah. this relationship that's true <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. It wasn't even like a big thing for me since I, I guess at this point I've read like a good amount of these types of books. Is like fun, playful banter, and I was mm, like, even yeah, the conversations suck. I'm like, this isn't flirty. I'm like, this is just cringy. Not even yeah, <laughs> it's cringy. Wasn't it's even so cracking cringy. a smile. Yeah. It yeah. And then I think some honorable mentions. I personally didn't love Layla. <laughs> Morgan liked it more than me. Um, but I yeah. didn't love it. And then Morgan, um, I don't want to speak for you, but <laughs> people have raved about No Exit and Morgan didn't like it as much as I ended up liking nope. it. That one is probably my biggest one mm-hmm. because people, it has like a cult following. Yeah. People are obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And like, I went to the bookstore. I read it probably like a year before it like blew up kind of, but I asked the guy working there, I was like, if you could, like, recommend one book to me right now, like, what would you recommend? And he's like, oh, my God, easy. Like, no exit. Absolutely. So I was so pumped going into it. I just – I have a hard time when I don't believe the plot. Dispending disbelief. Yeah, it just – I can't get into it when I'm like, there's no way that this would have happened if this was actually a real story. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I struggled with that one. I I read it fast. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but, like, I don't think I would have ever recommended it to someone. And in that Facebook group that we're in, that's the go-to recommendation, like, above Verity, like, above any of the other ones. Like, everyone mm-hmm. is talking about No Exit. So I'm just like, wait, what? It wasn't that good. <laughs> but why? But Maggie loved it, so. Yeah. Well, it was interesting yeah. <laughs> because that was one of those scenarios where um, Morgan had read it, obviously, before me. And then I read it after and we're kind of texting about it. And she brought up things that, like, I hadn't noticed, like, Mm -hmm. and it kind of level-setted my opinion about it, Mm -hmm. I guess. That's kind of, like, the good thing about um, talking it through. You're like, oh, I wouldn't have noticed that, but now that I do, I completely see what you mean kind of thing. I think that's also the problem sometimes if books are too hyped, like, you go into something with such unrealistic expectations. Maybe that was a problem with for you guys Untamed as well. Because then, yeah, yeah. Yes, like, I think so. This is the book; it's going to change your life. Life changing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then it doesn't, and then you're like, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing better than picking up a book that you like really haven't heard much about, and then just being like blown away yeah. by yeah. it because you're like, why is no one talking about this? Like, I don't know. I think that. But then like, you the know best. that your opinion of it is truly like your own, and there's no your yeah, own opinion. Very true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I guess on the flip side, what are some like key ingredients of a of a good book? Ooh, good question, Leo. <laughs> Yeah, that was a really good question. <laughs> um, I mean, going back to the no exit thing, like believability for mm-hmm. me is huge. Like I, I want to believe what's happening so that I can really like get absorbed into the story. Mm-hmm. Um, Maggie and I are both pretty big on character development, I would say. Like we just get so frustrated when a character like remains like stagnant like throughout mm-hmm. the entire story. We're like, no, the point is like you should be changing for better or worse. I don't care, but like yes. yeah. don't be the same throughout so that's always frustrating I think a key thing for me um it's pretty specific but if the author is able to kind of what Morgan was saying before um portray like a long period of time in 
impressively. Like, I guess the best example is obviously anything kind of Chris and Hannah, um, The Great Alone, for instance, and um, The Nightingale. But on the flip, we read once for our book club, um, 28 Summers, where it kind of takes place over a certain period of time. And 28 Summers. 28 Summers, to be specific. (laughs) And it wasn't done as well. I We were reading and we were like, I don't know what year it is. I don't know how much time Mm -hmm. has passed. Like... And I think that's kind of important to me. Um, like my favorite book, um, which I told you guys before is The Heart's Invisible Furies and it takes place over decades and it's done just so well. Um, so that's kind of an important factor to me. And I love personally, I mean, I think it's more common in thrillers maybe, but I love when the perspective switch switches between yes. characters. Um, that's always something I enjoy. Um, and a good flashback is oh, always kind yes. of Yes, cool. a flashback done well, not like in a confusing – Obviously, yes. it's easy to have a confusing flashback, but mm. a flashback done well. I agree. I mean, this is maybe a bit of a of a weird side tangent, but also I guess same with like flashbacks have to be done well. I think especially in romance novels, like sex scenes have to be written well because yes. they can so easily yes. be like cringy. And if you're going to write about yes. it, you have to – you have to do it well, otherwise just leave it out. You have to be committed to it, I feel like. Yeah. Because I think it makes it more uncomfortable if you, like, kind of tiptoe around it instead of just being like, nope, this is what's happening, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> That's something Colleen Hoover does very well. She yeah. does not leave out any details. <laughs> <laughs> Leaves nothing to the imagination. Yes, <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, I was gonna start reading the Julia Quinn books as well, obviously, because she's the author of the Bridgerton books. And my oh, mom yes. has loads. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my yep. mom has loads of the books at home, so I'm gonna start uh-huh. reading those soon. So it should be interesting. Yeah, my mom's currently reading the Duke and I, or is it mm. the Duke and Me? What, whatever the the first one is. So I'll have to read it some point um, after because I really liked that show. I'm excited for season two <laughs> when it comes back. Oh my gosh! I still haven't too. watched it yet, Morgan. guys. <gasps> I'm oh, I'm no, on like a either. crazy like Love Island binge oh, right now. Understandably so. And I'm on UK or US? the last season of UK. Obviously, come on. Very good. US is trash Ooh. compared to UK. <laughs> like, try and convince me differently. Um, but I'm on season six, so I'm so close to being finished all of UK. So that's been where oh, my, my gosh. Like, priority has been. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Who are the characters in season six? Is it this recent one? Um. So it's like Paige Finn. Oh, oh I watched part Callum. of that. Callum. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, Callum. He does <laughs> he something to me. <laughs> <laughs> I I also just like feel like I started speaking like that because you have to understand 50 times 6, I don't know what it is, but it's a big number. So I'll go downstairs and I'll like be talking about like banter and cheese toasties and all this stuff. And my stepdad's like, wait, actually, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask, like, do you have trouble understanding? Um, I'm I'm a big closed it. captions girl. Yeah, for any mm. anything that I watch, okay. so I, I'm I'm mm-hmm. good in that department. But I think I would have have a problem if I didn't have subtitles. Yes, <laughs> that's so. Funny. I feel like it's so interesting how that show has like infiltrated dating language, like the sort of like, oh, don't put all your eggs yeah. in one basket, or my type on paper. Yes, yes. nobody was saying yeah. this before. <laughs> I love that you're watching that. I really want to get into watching The Bachelor. But I don't know where to watch it in in the UK or oh, so. 
I'm ironically in a, a Bachelor Facebook group, so should it be mentioned <laughs> in there, I'll let you guys know. Oh Even though gosh, I actually yeah. – I watched um, Tasha's <laughs> season, but I actually haven't been watching this current season. I don't know if you have, Mark. I Yeah, I have been. It's – I heard it's eh. <laughs> I I feel like it'll get good, but they're just you you know you can just tell when they're like the production's trying to make things mm. like yeah bigger than they are and keeping like weird people on for the mm. sake of entertainment. Yes. So that kind of bothers yeah. me. Um But Matt James though. But Matt James, who is he easy on the eyes? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm gonna have oh, to he's, he's, he's so he's a cute. beautiful specimen. <laughs> and he's so nice and pure. And he's actually the first bachelor or bachelorette that it hadn't been on the other side of it. Because mm-hmm. usually, like, to be the bachelorette or the bachelor, you've had to be, like, a contestant on a previous season. And he hasn't. So I feel like that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to figure out how to watch it because I feel like it would be exactly my type of content. Because obviously, like, Love Island. Yes, yes. It's reality great. TV <laughs> genre. Like Love is Blind or what is, what is the other one that came out last year? Something with like Too Hot to Handle. Oh, yeah. Too Hot to, yeah, handle. Too hot to handle. And um, Love is Blind. Did yeah. you already say that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love I know, that. Was that so was cute. just mind blowing to me, honestly. <laughs> that was like pre, was that the very beginning of the pandemic or right mm. before? It, yeah. yeah. Wow. It was right before. Right before and then Too Hot to Handle was like right at the yeah. beginning. It was like pre-Tiger yeah. King, which I feel like was like an era in oh. itself. Was that How in 2020? Was all that one year? <laughs> I, I actually don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> the year was just, I feel like it's almost like different time periods because of like the the periods of quarantine and then like pre-quarantine like yep. pre-COVID. That just seems yes. so long ago. Which is weird to think about that that was 2020. Yeah. Like we didn't have COVID for yeah. the beginning of 2020. That's wild. Yeah. Especially like we technically had it. We were just not aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> there there was um someone that before, like right before quarantine started, they were 17 years old and they like, they just turned 19. That's how long. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Just to put things into I perspective. I hate that for us. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is actually tragic. Yeah. That's so sad as well. Their last yeah. two years not being able to do anything. <laughs> Moment of silence for that person. Yeah, we're <laughs> going on a run now. We're just talking about so much. Okay, I guess moving back to the to the topic, <laughs> did a little good side tangent. Those are important too, though. You know, got a got a rant about TV in twenty twenty. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> uh, what sort of like advice would you give to people who would like to get into reading more? Because I feel like a lot of people want to, but kind of have have trouble actually approaching a book and you know starting to read. Mm. Mm-hmm. I guess I would say like go for like one of the like quick easy reads to start um just kind of like to get you in the habit of reading definitely Mm -hmm. and then like especially if someone watches like a lot of tv like pick something that's similar to like the tv shows that you like because it's basically just like a tv show like in your head um yeah so don't like Mm. i like if you haven't read in a while i wouldn't pick something just because everyone's talking about it. i would just pick something that like interests you and then hopefully it just kind of happens naturally but yeah I agree. That's good advice, Mark, with the show. And I would say um, maybe following like one or two bookstagrams and just kind of seeing like after reading reviews what catches your eye, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mm-hmm. 
I feel like Goodreads might be like a little too intimidating when you're not a big reader. Probably. Um, so I would say, yeah, just I feel like thriller is always if you're not a big reader, that's mm-hmm. always a safe way to start like what you're saying before. Agreed. That's like good tips. All right. So I think it's it'll be good to ask you guys kind of a personal question, which is. What's one thing you wish you could tell younger you? Ooh. If you could. Because yeah. we love asking this question to our guests on our on our. I uh, love that episodes. question. Um, The things you think are important now are not even going to matter in a few years. Yes. And don't surround yourself with bad people just for the sake of being around people. Mm. It's like quality over wow, quantity kind of thing. Yeah. That was so yeah. good. So trust your instincts with people. It, absolutely. I would say... Yeah, kind of going off of what Morgan just said, like what you think is important at the moment, like you you grow up and your priorities change, like it makes me laugh at the things I used to stress about that now I could Mm -hmm. care less about. I feel like FOMO is the biggest example of this. Like I, (laughs) like maybe when I was a sophomore in college, I would do everything because I was like, I don't want to miss out. And I would kind of run myself down. Whereas now, like if I don't want to do something, like nothing in this world could force me. (laughs) Um, so yeah, just, yeah not stressing about things um, because, you know, your priorities change and they're in the grand scheme of Mm -hmm. things. A lot of it is really not that important, I would say. I love that. I want to, okay, I want to, on that topic, I want to get your opinion on something because me and Cara actually had like an interesting disagreement about this because I created a graphic and it's kind of like the, the five by five rule or something. And it says, if you're not going to be stressed about something in five years, like why waste even five minutes worrying about it? Because I like that quote because exactly like you got, I don't know, I can sometimes worry about little things too much in the moment. And then I'll look fast yeah. forward a few months and I'm like, why did I spend that much time worrying about this? Like no point. But then Cara had like an interesting yeah. perspective on it, which actually made me think like, Cara, you can say you can say your thoughts on, on that mm. quote. Yeah, so... Because Leo made the graphic and then before we uploaded it, I was like, I like, I feel like people could could take this wrong because sometimes, well, at least for me, like when my mom, when I was younger, when she tell me, oh, life is so much more complicated than this. Like, you, you know, your life is easy now. It only gets harder. I feel like it devalidates your current emotions at that time. And so if someone tells me, don't worry about this now, you're not going to worry about this in the future. I take that as like you shouldn't be feeling this way now and you're kind of like Mm -hmm. stupid for feeling this way now and so I didn't want anyone to when like when they were reading it I didn't want them to feel like their current state of mind doesn't matter even if it like even if it won't matter in the future I want them to know that it's okay that they're feeling now so I just I think it's the way of communicating it yeah and I just didn't want it to come across wrong on the Instagram post which is why I was like are you sure (laughs) I could totally see both sides of (laughs) that it's almost like when you you like I've always seen things, it's like, don't, like, try and make someone feel better by telling them that other people have it worse, Mm. because then that just, like, absolutely, like, tells them that their feelings aren't valid because someone else has it worse, which just isn't true. So, yeah, yeah, I I can see both, because it's, like, it's inspiring to think about the fact that, like, okay, in five years, I am not going to even be worried about this at all, but, like, still, the present's the present, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. that's how I feel about it. <laughs> so we agree with both sides. Yes. 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 So the answer is both sides. <laughs> I think there's so often like quotes as well. Like you're not going to resonate with every every quote that people love or same with mm. books. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're yeah. always going to have your own twist on it. And it depends on how you're going to be feeling at that specific moment, how you're going to react to it. Yeah. Okay, so the final question that we always ask our guests is, who is one influential woman, either that you know or that you don't know, dead or alive, um, who you look up to and why? To keep it book-related, I would say Reese Witherspoon is, like, so incredible with Reese's Book Club and the Sunshine Project and kind of being a voice for, like, authors who aren't necessarily, like, super popular yet. Um, I don't know. I just love what she does and her platform and even though I hate little fires everywhere I still love her so I would definitely say (laughs) I think she's incredible and I think it's it's so great to like see someone like as big in Hollywood as her like putting such an emphasis on reading especially for like she has like a whole like young adult section too which I think Mm -hmm. is great so yeah love her yeah that's a good answer Mark um I think for me I kind of two answers one kind of sounds like a little silly but my first one um I would say is Stacey Abrams who um was a former House of Representatives for Georgia and is like a voting activist and during the election encouraged so many young Georgia voters to vote because um for me I was able to vote in the 2016 election but I was in college I was lazy Mm -hmm. um me and so many other people so I think it's so incredible that she was able to encourage so many young voters to vote um not only for mm-hmm. like the presidential but also like the local elections and Georgia elections mm-hmm. but my other answer is i think it's really incredible how kim kardashian what she's done for like prison reform <laughs> and the criminal justice system um i think it cuz she is one of the biggest platforms in the world mm-hmm. and she yeah. talks about a lot of things that a lot of people wouldn't be aware of um like uh mm-hmm. like death row cases that are just about to end that people might have not have heard about otherwise. So I think that yeah. even though maybe the genesis of her platform isn't the <laughs> most sophisticated um where she is now and how she uses it um specifically to that topic is super admirable, I would say. My mom's going to hate that answer, Maggie. She <laughs> hates the Kardashians. <laughs> I'm sorry when you hear this, Mrs. Sheer. <laughs> There's you, – you hear the Kardashians and you think back to, oh, they're, they're reality yeah. show, they're money-driven, blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, she may have been many years ago, but now she's studying yeah. to be a lawyer and she's she has, like, a family now. So you can tell she – her mindset changed. They're just great and, businesswomen. Um, like, I mean, we all grow up. Yeah, true. Yeah, and she's a businesswoman. Yeah, that as well. Worth applauding yes. her. I love the spectrum of your answers. <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm going to have a real answer and the, a, perhaps an unpopular opinion. But Kim, if, Kim, if you're listening, I love what you're doing. <laughs> I'm sure Kim Kardashian listens to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. It's on. It's her top yes. podcast. <laughs> yeah, Kim manifest us it. Yeah, manifest it. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to just thank you guys so much for speaking to us. Like this has yeah. been such a a dream to have you guys on and be speaking about books. And you guys have been so nice. And I mean. 
I feel like we're like best friends yes. now, guys. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm like right next week. Yeah. Same yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure you don't want to try this again? Like there might be some oh, audio issues. <laughs> Oh, darn it. <laughs> no. no, thank you guys for having us. We'll have to, yeah. maybe we could do like a, yeah. a book review, like a book club or something and you can come on for a oh, segment. Oh, that would be that so would much be fun. fun. <laughs> that would be so much fun. That would be so cool. Yep, we're making it happen. <laughs> yes. Making it happen. Yeah, on the same vein, thank you guys so much. And this is our very first podcast ever and we're excited to hopefully make our own someday and then maybe yeah. have you guys on Aww. and of course as our guests, as our guests. Oh, gosh. but above all thank you for your patience um for all yes. of this Aww. first and foremost <laughs> you guys are awesome no and i can't wait to keep listening yes. to your podcast Aww. Aww. you guys are so sweet leo and i are really bad at yeah <laughs> you're like so stop <laughs> no carry on carry on <laughs> Thank you to everybody listening. Speak to you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.